Lord. God is good all the time. Don't forget, after today's service, we have free lunch for everybody. You're going to get to meet Pastor Benny and Pastor Sandy. Make sure you give them a million hugs to the glory of God. Amen? How many were blessed by that? Something special, special. Someone shout special. We're going to play the video during the tithes and offerings uh, uh, during this service, but today we do have a short word of encouragement for everybody. And if you have your Bible, I would encourage you to turn to 1 John chapter 3, 1 John chapter 3. Uh, today we are starting a new se Christmas series entitled Hope for All. Someone say hope for all. Someone say hope for all. And the Lord has given me an assignment for these next couple weeks to remind us of the real meaning of Christmas. The Lord has given me an assignment for these next couple weeks to remind us that Christmas is not about Santa Claus. Christmas is not about a reindeer. Christmas is not about a mistletoe. Hello, somebody. Christmas is not about credit cards and the Lakewood Mall. Hello, somebody. But Christmas is about the birth of Jesus Christ. And the birth of Jesus brings hope for all. Someone say hope for all. It's very important that you understand that the, what the birth of Christ does, that it brings hope for all. That as followers of Jesus, whoever calls upon the name of Jesus, there is hope for you. There is hope for you. We have hope for our past, that God is able to redeem our past. That we are not held captive by our past. We are not identified by our past. We have hope for our past. We have hope for our present. That the Lord is with us. That the Lord gives us power to live. We have hope for the future. That in the end we will win. I said in the end we will win. No matter what's going on right now. No matter how the world is falling apart right now. In the end we will win. And with Jesus, we have fresh hope. You may be exploring what our church is about, but I want to let you know our church exists to give fresh hope to this world. That's why Chapel of Change exists, is to give fresh hope. And we give fresh hope through many ways. We give fresh hope through many ways. One way that I celebrate is that we give fresh hope by teaching tons of little kids about King Jesus and his kingdom. We, tons of kids come to our church. I want to show you this picture uh, that I took uh, about a week ago uh, uh, of a couple little kids that actually come to our church. Look at this picture. Three beautiful uh, little kids that come to our church. And guess what? They're learning about Jesus. Some will say Jesus. Many of the kids that come to our church come from single parent families. And the church is the primary teacher of the Bible in their lives. I'm excited to teach a new generation about Jesus. Someone shout Jesus. We also give fresh hope uh, by invading local parks with the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want to show you this picture of our fresh hope mobile. If you drove into our property on the, on the west side, you'll see an orange truck. That truck is our Fresh Hope Mobile. And led by Pastor Bo and Pastor Tammy, we invade local parks in the area and we preach the life-changing gospel of Jesus Christ. We also give Fresh Hope by planting new churches. We plant new churches. And I was inspired because I saw a picture of Chapel of Change in the city of Dallas, Texas. That's, I don't know if you know that, but that's Chapel of Change in the city of Dallas, and they are giving fresh hope to the Oak Cliff neighborhood of Dallas. Someone shout fresh hope. Someone shout fresh hope. So you are part of a church that gives fresh hope. And today as we look at the scripture this afternoon, I want to give us some reminders as to the birth of Jesus. If you turn in your Bible to 1 John chapter 3, 1 John chapter 3, I'm only going to read a couple verses of this passage of Scripture, and then I'm going to pull out what the Lord has been resonating in my heart. I'm believing someone's going to get delivered today. Today. 1 John chapter 3 verse 1 says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us. 
that we should be called children of God. Someone say children of God. Therefore the world does not know us because it did not know him. Beloved, now we are children of God. Someone say children of God. Someone say children of God. And it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but when we but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is, and everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. Whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. And you know, someone say, I know. And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins. And in him there is no sin. The Apostle John is about 75 years old at the time that he writes this passage of Scripture. And he's a triple OG at this particular time. He's been through hell and high water for his faith. He's been boiled and oiled and they tried to kill him, but he miraculously survived. And he felt led by the Spirit of the Lord to write this passage of Scripture with the intent of reminding the church of why Jesus was born. Reminding the church of why Jesus was born. And I want to pull out just two main reflections today for our study to help center our prayers and our thoughts as we enter deeper into this Christmas season. The first thing that I want us to understand is that Christmas reminds us of God's great love for us. Christmas reminds us of God's great love for us. And I get it out of verse 1. It says, behold, look, reflect, meditate on this. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us. You see, the church at this time had been distracted by things that were going on and the devil was working hard at, 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 at distracting them and taking their eyes off of what really matters. And Apostle John writes this scripture to fix their focus on the great love of the Father. Apostle John calls upon us through this scripture to reflect upon the supernatural love of God. I remember Apostle Paul prayed. He prayed that we might receive a revelation of the love of God. In Ephesians chapter 3 verse 17, Apostle Paul said, I pray that you may have power to grasp the, how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ. He said the love of Christ is so wide and it's so deep and it's so high and it's so, it's so long that you will not understand it with your natural mind. So you got to pray, Lord, illuminate your love in my heart today. I don't know if you've ever had an illumination of God's love to you in your heart. I don't know if you've ever been able to see uh, 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 clearly the love of God. But if you ever do, it will rock your soul. It's life changing. It will heal you of the deep pains that the enemy has tried to afflict you with. So during this season, as we enter into this Christmas season, don't forget about the love of God. And may we not let the world redefine what Christmas is all about. The second thing is that Christmas reminds us God accepts us. Christmas reminds us that God accepts us. And I get it from the same verse. It says that we should be called children of God. So notice what the love of God produces in our life. Notice what the result of God's great love is. It, that it, it grants us the right. It grants us the privilege. It grants us the honor of becoming children of God. He says, behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us. That we should be called children of God. It grants us the ability. It grants us the right. To become children of God. 
In fact, John says in the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 12, he says, Yet to all who did receive Jesus, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Now, don't sleep on this. Don't sleep on this because this is critical for you to live a victorious lifestyle in this world. When the Bible talks about us becoming children of God, when it talks about his love produces in us uh, the, the, the right to become children of God, this speaks of divine acceptance. This speaks of that God has accepted you into his royal family. This speaks of that God has embraced you, that he has surrounded you with his love. He has given you the right to be called by his name, not called by what you did, not called by what somebody else wants to call you, but being called a child of the living God. And it's huge. It is huge to be accepted by God. It's major. You know why it's major? Because we all start off as enemies of God. I don't care how beautiful you were as a baby. I don't care how soft you were as a little baby. Because of sin, we all start off as enemies of the living God. Colossians chapter 1 verse 21 actually says, since you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. In our sins, we were hostile to God. In our sins, we were enemies to God. But Christmas reminds us that God accepts us. In fact, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 6 says, To the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. He made us accepted in the beloved. Now I'm praying that through this message today that we get a revelation of the power of being accepted by God. Because, the, because God's acceptance brings favor God's acceptance of us brings favor when you receive Jesus God the Father accepted you in that moment into his royal family and he has bestowed upon you the favor of heaven the word accepted in the original Greek language is so deep it's so deep it also means highly favored. It means highly favored, and it's only used one other time in the scripture, is what the angel told Mary right before the first Christmas morning in Luke chapter 1, verse 28. You remember, the angel says, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. That word accepted also means you are highly favored. With the acceptance of God comes the favor of heaven upon your life. And you're going to need the favor of heaven. You're going to need the favor of God in your life. Because when you decide to serve the Lord, all hell breaks loose in your life. We're going up against the grain in, in this world. We're going up river. We need the favor of God. I... Um, want to thank you for your prayers uh, on Pastor Martin and I's trip uh, to San Quentin uh, State Prison. Uh, we went in there on Friday, and uh, I've never been in San Quentin before, but it's the oldest prison in California that only ho that holds the death row um, inmates. And even though it's by a, the water, it's not a resort. Hello, somebody. <laughs> And they asked me, they said, Brian, would you, are you willing to come into San Quentin State Prison, share your testimony, and preach the gospel? And I was like, well, you know, I really believe that, that God set me free from prison to go back into prison. Hello, somebody. Uh, just not for a long, long time. Hello, somebody. So they submitted my name to be approved to go into San Quentin State Prison, and about a week later, I got the message that I was rejected because of my background. 
uh, yeah, they, they said, they said uh, Brian, uh, we, we reject you uh, because of your background. And um, some of y'all know that uh, I uh, shared that rejection and I said, let's pray. Would you, would you pray? Let's pray. Let's, let, let us ask God to, to do something. Let us ask God to, to make a way. And did you know about maybe a week later, God's favor rejected the rejection? Hello, somebody. God's favor is powerful enough to reject the rejection. See, see, sometimes it takes a while for people to uh, get the news that you've already been approved by heaven in the name of Jesus. So don't throw in the towel and don't give up just because they ain't recognized that you've already been accepted. Give us some time for God to give a breakthrough. And I, and I really believe God sent me and Pastor Martin in there like holy torpedoes. We, we, went, into that, we went into that prison. We went into the yard. There must have been about 2,000 prisoners on the yard. And they said, Brian, we want you to share your testimony on the yard. But then we want you to invite, uh, we want you to invite them to the chapel at 12 o'clock where you can preach to them. So I got up there. I shared my testimony to about two, you know, whoever was on the yard. And then I invited them to the chapel. And then uh, me and Pastor Martin went to the chapel. And I, I, I just... Now that's where I started to unload on him. I just started to preach my, my classic sermon on don't let the storm stop you. By the way, I'm going to release that book, God willing, don't let the storm stop you, hopefully next year. And I begin, I begin to preach, preach that to them. And about maybe, I don't know, about five minutes into the sermon, this young man comes into the chapel and he sits down. At the end of my sermon, I gave an altar call. I said, whoever wants to live for the Lord Jesus Christ, stand up right now. Whoever wants to live for the Lord Jesus Christ. And that, that young man, he, he stood up and he made a commitment to, to live for the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, after the service, uh, I stepped down from the platform and he came up to me. He says, Brian, Brian, I remember you. When, when you, a thousand miles away from your home, and someone says they remember you, you kind of like do a background check real fast. Well, you were in prison, and somebody says they remember you. And I said, well, 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 remind me. Remind me of how I know you. And he goes, in 2008, when you got, first got released from prison, you went into the Norwalk Youth Facility and shared your testimony. And I was there. And I never forgot your testimony. And regretfully, I got released from that youth facility and I went back to Long Beach and I went back to my sin. And ultimately, I got a life sentence in prison. And he tells me, he says, Brian, I was not supposed to come to church today. I didn't want to come to church today. I've been depressed. My life is over. I messed up. I've been fighting. I've been doing drugs. But they tricked me to come to the lobby. And when I got to the lobby, I heard your voice. And when I heard your voice, something in my spirit says, I know that voice. I know that voice. And he said, Brian, Brian, I came today. And I know it was God hooking us up. And I, I want to live for the Lord. I want to live for the Lord. And so me and, me and, I ain't lying, Pastor Martin's right here. He'll testify. And so we prayed over him and we left him. And um, yesterday, I got a message from a Hollywood producer. And the Hollywood producer said, Brian, you were in San Quentin on Friday. <laughs> Hollywood producer. And uh, in fact, he produced it. You should not know this movie because it's a secular movie. It's called Hangover. You shouldn't know that movie, right? You shouldn't know that movie. But he goes, you were in San Quentin fr uh, Friday? I said, yeah. He goes, I just got done talking to Raphael Bravo right now, and he is on fire telling me about what you told him and telling me about what you said. He can't stop talking about what happened to him on Friday. And listen, that young man is on fire for the Lord Jesus Christ right now. So I would ask you that you pray for Raphael Bravo as he journeys with the Lord. But there's someone right now in San Quentin. I know there's at least one person in San Quentin right now lit for the Lord Jesus Christ. You know why? Because Chapel of Change went up in there and lit a holy bomb to the glory of God. God's acceptance brings favor. But here's the last thing, and I want you to lean, I want you to lean into this because I'm, I'm going to take you deep. But I promise I'm going to bring you back. 
okay? I want you to lean into this. Don't get distracted because I think somebody's going to get delivered. I'm going to take you deep, oh, but I promise I'm going to bring you back. God's acceptance brings deliverance. God's acceptance brings deliverance. One of the major root causes of a sinful life and a life of bondage, when you think of not being able to live right and you think of living a life of addiction or you think of a life of, a life of low self-esteem or a life of uh, insecurity or a life of promiscuity, right? And you think of all those different types of bondages. One of the root causes to a life of bondage is the spirit of rejection. Spirit of rejection. And the spirit of the rejection has the potential to spiritually and emotionally paralyze you your entire life. Now listen to what I'm about to say. I'm going to take you deep, but I'm going to bring you back. The spirit of rejection can stick to our life through various ways. A lot of times the spirit of rejection hits us when we're little kids. Because many of us were born out of wedlock. And to some of us, our parents really didn't want us. We were a surprise. And they had us anyways, but there was always this tension that how am I going to provide for him or how am I going to provide for her? And, and somehow or another, as little kids, you kind of discern something was off. And next thing you know, you didn't realize it, but then the spirit of rejection was set in. The spirit of rejection can come through abandonment, either through our parents or abandonment by a spouse. Maybe you went through a divorce and you can't stop thinking about how that individual did you wrong and how that individual uh, uh, left you and how you thought that individual loved you, but they end up breaking your heart. And the more you meditated upon that brokenness, you didn't realize it, but you opened up a window for the spirit of rejection to set in. Spirit of rejection can come through family members or friends because of broken relationships. Maybe, maybe your dad went to prison when you were a little kid, and so you didn't understand what was going on, but you grew up thinking that your dad did not want you, your dad didn't love you, and you didn't realize it, but you opened yourself up to a spirit of rejection. In December, particularly December, people are bombarded more so with a spirit of rejection. December can be a very joyful time or it can be a very depressive time for a lot of people because not everybody has strong family support. Not everybody has strong friends support. That's one of the reasons why we have so many services uh, during the holidays is to let you know that you're loved, that you're embraced no matter what's going on in your home. Many of us have been cut off from our families because of sin, maybe because something you did, maybe it's because something, something they did. And what happens, if we could talk like family, what happens is we see pictures on social media of people with their family and their loved ones, and they're having a, a, a joyful time, but it makes us feel such a way. Makes us feel such a way and the spirit of rejection comes and tries to attach itself to us and next thing you know uh we 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 may be getting high or the next thing you know uh we're, we're having sex out of marriage or the next thing you know we're in this form of bondage i had to uh, wrestle uh, with the spirit of rejection early on when i started serving the lord uh, as a teenager Many of you know my testimony that my oldest brother, uh, David, was shot and killed at the age of 15 years old. And I was seven years old when David died. And I grew up, I grew up hearing the statements, I wish David was still alive. I grew up hearing the statements, oh, 
I would do anything just to have David back with us. I, oh, if, if David was still here, our, our life would be different. I was seven years old when I started hearing them statements. And as I got a little older, my, my older homeboys and homegirls, they would show me special attention and love because I was David's little brother. That's what I became known as, David's little, there goes David's little brother. And next thing you know, I started to want to be like David. I, I started to want to act like David. I, I remember uh, my school had a Halloween costume day, and people would come dressed up with, like, dragons, or they would come uh, dressed up like cartoons. And I, I remember my brother had died already, and I remember taking one of his uh, shirts and taking his black sunglasses, and I went to school on Halloween costume day as a cholo because I wanted to be like David. I tried to be like him, but I ended up being worse than him. And ultimately, I regretfully, I committed murder and was arrested and I was thrown into a cell with a prison life sentence. This is me in one of my cells as a teenager, and um, it was interesting because um, with that life sentence, I, I was dead, but I was alive. I'm taking you deep. With that life sentence, I, I, was, I, was, I was like David in the sense that I was dead, but I wasn't like David in the sense that I was alive, because I can feel I can see. And when you are locked in a cell for hours and days all by yourself, the enemy tries to attack your mind and exaggerate situations that are, are going on in your life. And I remember I would, I would if I had a caught I would lay down and show you but I was I, I would be laying on my bunk and the enemy would bombard me with these thoughts your family doesn't love you your family abandoned you you remember you remember when you were little they all used to say Oh, how I wish David was here, and I would do anything to, to have David in, in, in their life, and, and look at you. You're in a cell. You're dead, but you're alive. They could help you, but they decided not to help you. And I remember these thoughts tormenting my mind, and I didn't understand it at that moment, but it was the spirit of rejection trying to infiltrate my mind and keep me paralyzed all my life because then the enemy would say, you might as well keep messing up. You might as well keep getting in trouble because no one loves you. No one cares about you. No one's writing you. No. In fact, I remember the last phone call I had with my one of my oldest brothers when I was in juvenile hall. The only thing that he told me was, I guess you better do what you got to do now. Guess you got to do what you got to do. And I felt abandoned. I felt abandoned. Now I know why so many young people are doing crazy things with their life. Now I know why young girls are doing crazy things with their life. Young boys are doing crazy things because they, they, they have been hit with the spirit of rejection. I sat there, and I laid there, and it was in those hurtful moments that the Spirit of the Lord, the voice of the Lord, began to override the voice of the devil, and I would hear the Holy Spirit tell me, Brian, I accepted you into my royal family. Brian, I am all you need. Brian, I am enough. And I remember 
the Spirit of the Lord in those moments. I'm all by myself. I can't talk to nobody. And, and the enemy's trying to bombard me on this side. And the Spirit of the Lord is on this side. And I remember going to the Bible. And I remember finding in Isaiah chapter 49, verse 15, it says, Can a mother forget the baby uh, at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, Brian, I will not forget you. The Spirit of the Lord began to talk to me through the Bible. And I found Psalm chapter 27, verse 10. It says, though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. And all of a sudden, the Lord began to strengthen my spirit. And I would, I would literally have to walk around the, the, the prison cell, the cell and say, I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. I'm the beloved by God. I'm God's holy possession. I'm part of God's royal priesthood. I'm a son of the most high God. And the spirit of the Lord began to have me to exercise my spiritual authority over that spirit of rejection. And then, and then I learned, because all this is progressive, you got to stay committed to the process. You don't get it all in one time. I learned, I learned that God's acceptance of me uh, is, is based on the cross of Jesus Christ. I learned that God's acceptance of me is based on the cross of Jesus Christ. I learned that Jesus was rejected that I could be accepted. I learned that when Jesus was on the cross, there was a divine exchange that took place on the cross. Follow along, because I'm bringing you back home now. There was a divine exchange that took place on the cross that the Bible teaches that he took on our sin that we could get his righteousness. There's a divine exchange that took on. The Bible teaches that he took our sickness that we could get his healing. There's a divine exchange that's going on. The Bible says he took our punishment that we could take his peace. There's a divine exchange that goes on the cross of Christ. The Bible says that he took on our spiritual poverty so that we could take on his spiritual wealth. And then I learned. I learned that it didn't stop there. I learned that on the cross, Jesus was rejected that I could be accepted. I learned that Jesus took on our rejection. He took on our rejection. In fact, the uh, prophet uh, Isaiah says he was rejected. He was despised and rejected. And we know how that played out, remember? Jesus spent his entire ministry, three years, healing people, doing good to people, feeding people, raising people from the dead. He did no wrong. Yet when he was before Pilate, what did them same people do to Jesus? They said, crucify him. The same people who he healed, the same people who he did good to said, let go of Barabbas who's a murderer. Let the murderer go, but crucify Jesus. He was rejected by his own people. And it goes even deeper. It goes even deeper. Because on the cross, because of our sin, Jesus was rejected by the Father. You remember what Jesus said on the cross? He said, my, my, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because of our sin, the Father couldn't look on Jesus. And I want to suggest to you that Jesus didn't die because of his beating. That Jesus died a broken heart on that cross. Because the Father had to reject him in order for, to receive us. He was rejected. So that I, I'm making it personal. I don't know about you, but I'm going to make it personal. So that, so that I can be accepted. When I begin to learn that, when I begin to walk in my sonship, I'm not an orphan. I'm not an orphan. I'm not an orphan. I got a father. I got a heavenly father. When I begin to walk in my sonship, the Lord delivered me from the spirit of rejection. 
delivered me from the spirit of rejection. Delivered. That devil tried to hold me captive all my life, but God delivered me from the spirit of rejection. And it healed me of the pain of abandonment. When I saw that Jesus was abandoned on the cross, far greater than I was, and he took my place on that cross, I said, I'm not going to let you die for nothing, Jesus. I'm going to accept what you have for me. That's why I like to say everywhere I go, wherever I go, I like to say, when the world kicked me out, God took me in. When the world kicked me out, God took me in. And listen, today, listen, today, I'm free as a bird. Today, listen, today I'm free as a bird. Today, I, I love everybody. Today, I got more friends than I can count. Hello, somebody. I got more friends than I can count. I got to kick out some friends because I got too many friends. Hello, somebody. But Jesus delivered me, and he wants to deliver you too. He wants to deliver you too. He wants to deliver you too. I want to ask everybody to bow our heads this afternoon, to bow our heads this afternoon uh, just for a couple moments uh, as we transition this, this service and prepare for a good lunch this afternoon with every head bowed and every eye closed. Hallelujah. I want us to think about what the Lord was trying to get across to you through this message. And maybe you're here today because you felt rejected or maybe you feel in bondage because of a spirit of rejection. I believe God wants to set you free. God wants to set you free. With every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're here today and you feel like you need to be set free from a spirit of rejection, I want you to know that the first thing that you need to do is forgive those who abandoned you. First thing you need to do is forgive those who abandoned you. The second thing you need to do is you need to decide to let go of bitterness and resentment. You got to forgive those who abandon you. You got to let go of bitterness and resentment. Now think about if that is you, because in a moment I'm going to give you a chance to respond to the power of God. With every head bowed and every eye closed. Maybe you're watching online and maybe you feel abandoned. God wants to deliver you. You're watching online. God wants to deliver you from the spirit of rejection. If there's anybody in the house this afternoon that you feel like you need to be delivered from the spirit of rejection and you are ready to forgive and you're ready to release resentment and bitterness, stand up on your feet right now. Stand up on your feet right now. Stand up on your feet, whether in the balcony, in the sanctuary below. Maybe you're online watching. If you're watching online, you need to be delivered from the spirit of rejection. Stand up on your feet right now. God wants to deliver someone today. He wants to deliver someone today. For those of you who stood up, I want to lead you in a prayer and a confession. I want to lead you in a prayer and a confession. And I'm going to ask that you say this from your heart. I'm going to ask that you say this loud. I'm going to lead you in this exercise, and I may repeat myself, but I need you to follow along with me. For those of you who stood up, you're ready. Say this out loud with me. Father God, I receive your acceptance. I forgive those who abandoned me. I let go of all bitterness and resentment. Hallelujah. 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 Say this with me again. Father God, I receive your acceptance today. I forgive those who abandoned me. I let go of all bitterness and resentment. Say this with me. I renounce the spirit of rejection in Jesus' name. 
want you to say this with me. I renounce the spirit of rejection in Jesus' name. you to say it with me again. I renounce the spirit of rejection in Jesus' name. Yes. Yes. I'm leading you in an exercise. We're going to repeat this a couple times because see what's happened is you've been listening to the enemy for years and the enemy has built, built up crevices in your mind. And what we're doing is we're destroying those crevices by the word of God, by the declaration of God's word. We're restoring it right now. We're destroying it right now. So I want you to say this with me. I renounce the spirit of rejection in Jesus' name. I am not an orphan. I'm a child of God. I am a child of God. I am loved by God. I am favored by God. I renounce the spirit of rejection in Jesus' name. It's all right. Let it go. It's all right. We're not going to move from this place. Just let it go. We're just exercising. We're exercising our authority. You have authority. You have authority. You have delegated authority in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. It's all right. Hallelujah. Say this with me. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. I'm deeply loved. Spirit of the Lord is in this place. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. The Lord is operating. He's operating. He's operating. He's operating right now. God is operating. The Holy Spirit is operating right now. You got to understand that some of us have been listening to the devil for years. Some of us have been listening to the devil for years. We've been listening to the devil. Right now, we're reversing the curse. Right now, we're reversing the curse. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we're reversing the curse. Right now, we're reversing the curse. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Say it with me. I'm a child of God. I renounce the spirit of rejection in Jesus' name. Now, listen, listen. I, I want you to take it up a notch because you have authority. I want you to take it up a notch because you have authority. Now that doesn't mean everybody has to yell, but whatever your level is, you just take it up another notch because you have authority in Jesus' name. You have authority in Jesus' name. So, so I want you to take it up another notch with me. I renounce the spirit of rejection in Jesus' name. Remain standing, those who stood up, those that have, are still in your seat, like sitting down. I just want you to lift up your hands towards somebody that's standing up. Just lift up your hands towards them. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. Just lift up. You don't have to touch them. Just lift up your hands towards somebody who's around because we're about to pray. And we're, we're commanding that spirit of rejection to go in the name of Jesus. We're, we're commanding that spirit of rejection to go in the name of Jesus. Father God, in Jesus' name, we come in agreement with our brothers and sisters today, Lord God. We come in agreement right now in Jesus' name. And we rebuke the spirit of rejection. We rebuke the spirit of rejection in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We rebuke the spirit of rejection right now, Lord God. And we ask by the power of your Holy Spirit that you uproot the seeds of rejection right now. Them seeds of rejection be uprooted right now. Uprooted right now. Uprooted right now. Hallelujah. Listen, listen. Somebody got to forgive themselves. Somebody has to forgive themselves.
There's somebody here that has to forgive themselves. You, you have not forgiven yourself because you're, you're, holding yourself, you're, you're, you're holding yourself accountable for something Jesus already forgave you for. And you got to forgive yourself. You got to forgive yourself. Uh, I want somebody to say this with me. If this, if this relates to you, say this with me. I forgive myself in Jesus' name. I forgive myself in Jesus' name. I forgive myself in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everybody who stood up, Father God. Everybody who stood up right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to. I want to call up my sister. Come here for a second, sister. Come here. Come here. You, you come here. Come here. Come here for a second. Come here for a second. I just want to bring you out this altar. Listen, my sister. Listen, my sister. You've been pressing in. You've been pressing in. I think it's been a month now. You were driving by, right? And God got your attention. And something happened where you said, you know what? I'm tired of that. And I'm pressing into this. I'm tired of that. Something happened because you came. A lot of, you, a lot of people don't turn in. You turned in. And you didn't just turn in, you stayed. You stayed, and you're here today. And God is calling you out. And every now and then, my sister, every now and then, it doesn't happen for everybody, but every now and then, God gives us a moment where in that moment, everything that ever happened to us, everything messed up that we ever did, everything gets turned around for the good. Now is your moment. Now is your moment. Lift up your hands unto the Lord. Father God, in Jesus' name, I pray that you strengthen this sister, Lord God. She is not going to walk away like an orphan. She's going to walk away like a daughter of the Most High God. In Jesus' name, Father God, a daughter of the Most High God, a child of God, Lord. I thank you for her, Father God. I thank you, Lord God, that the best is still coming for her. The best is still coming for her. In Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' mighty name name hallelujah hallelujah let me just pray let's pray for those who stood up father in the name of Jesus you begin a healing work today you begin a healing work today and I want to I want to speak to my deaf family I want to speak to my deaf family please allow me to speak freely okay allow me to speak freely but many of our deaf family since we are little, we felt the spirit of rejection. We felt the spirit of rejection. And we felt it in schools. We felt it in other family members. Some of us felt it with our own parents. God has given you a moment right now. He's given you a moment right now. And he is telling you, you are not rejected. You are not rejected. You are not rejected. You are part of the royal family of God. And you're not lowly servants in the, in the royal family of God. You are leaders, both men and women. You are leaders in the kingdom of God. You have a voice in the kingdom of God. You have a voice in the kingdom of God. And God wants to seal you today with the spirit of sonship and daughtership upon your life. Don't leave today like an orphan. Leave today like a child of God. Like a child of God. Lift up your hands unto the Lord. I'm going to pray for all y'all. Lift up your hands unto the Lord. Let's lift up our hands towards our brothers and sisters. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for speaking to them, Father God. I thank you that they're going to walk out of here like a daughter of the Most High God. I thank you that they're going to walk out of here like a son of God. And they have the rights and they have the privileges and the benefits of children of God, Father. And no more they're going to feel rejected. They have been freed and they have been loose in the mighty name of Jesus. Someone shout Jesus. Someone shout Jesus. Let's give the Lord a hand praise. Let's everybody stand to our feet in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand praise. Everybody stand to your feet. God is good all the time. How many felt the presence of the Lord today? 
How many learned something today? Hallelujah, hallelujah. We praise God. We praise God. We're going we're gonna to do something different. We're going to end um, different than we normally do. Uh, we're not going to collect an offering. If you want to give an offering in the lobby, there's an offering box after service. You can give. If, if you want to give to God, you can give. If you don't want to give, that's all right. Um, there's a debit machine. If you want to give through a debit card after service, you can go there. They'll give through a debit card. If you want to give online, chapletchange.org, uh, you can give online. If you're part of Chapel of Change, I want to remind you that next week is our Christ's birthday offering. Our Christ's birthday offering. Every year we bring a sacrificial offering to the house of the Lord. Uh, if you're part of Chapel of Change, I really want you to pray and think about what you're going to give. This year, that Christ's birthday offering is going to go to help building our media center. Uh, we are excited to build a studio right here at our Paramount location where we're going to be able to create preaching videos, create worship videos. We're going to be able to edit our radio ministry. We're going to be able to mass produce our sermons. Uh, I got a phone call from a lady on Friday. She said, Brian, I heard your sermon on the radio, and it touched me so much that I need to get your sermon uh, for my son. Now, I want to get a copy of that sermon for my son. And the sad thing was uh, we don't have right now the capacity to do that. We don't have the capacity to do that. But the good news is that our media center is going to give us the capacity to mass produce our worship and our messages and everybody has an opportunity uh, to sow into that. So if you're part of Chapel of Change, next week let's bring our sacrifice unto uh, the house of the Lord. Don't forget we have three Christmas Eve services, 7 p.m. right here at Paramount, 8.15 in the city of Carson, and 10.30 in uh, the city of Carson. Uh, the 10.30 is our coffee house Christmas. We're going to have a, a different uh, special musical pieces, spoken word, uh, and we're going to take communion together at all three services. So we passed out today. Everybody should got a bulletin. Before you leave, get a couple of these bulletins and give it to somebody. It has all our Christmas gatherings on this bulletin pass it out to somebody next sunday is our kids presentation we're going to be blessed with our kids presentation right here at our 12 30 service so uh bring somebody uh, but get involved as we go into closing this year in the name of jesus someone shout jesus someone shout jesus don't forget after service, after we dismiss, we got free lunch in the, uh, in the tent. And if you know anybody who needs this message, I'm going to be preaching the same message at 430 at our Carson campus. I want to encourage you to text somebody. All you got to do is text somebody and say, hey, get to this, uh, our Carson campus at 430. I want you to get this uh, because I'm going to be praying for people to be delivered from the spirit of rejection 430 today at our Carson campus. Or maybe you need to hear the message twice. Sometimes we need a double dose of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. So um, after we dismiss... You want to give your tithe and offerings, it's going to be in the lobby. There's a box there. You can put it, your offering in an envelope, or you can give through a debit card. Uh, we're going to dismiss with a blessing. Let's lift up our hands unto the Lord. In the name of the Father who loves you with an endless love, in the name of the Son who died that you could live, and in the name of the Holy Spirit who delivers you from the spirit of rejection, that you may walk as children of God, may you go this week with the protection and the blessing of the Lord. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Hope to see you next Sunday. Hope to see you underneath the tent. Go in peace.